Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. What's up, my fellow RDs? Welcome to the second episode of the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. So if you caught the very abrupt end of last week's episode, you'll know that I have something super special in the works, the Dietitian Collaborative Mastermind. This is a six-week, hand-selected, community-focused mastermind specifically for RDs who are in this kind of pivot point in their business. They want some residual income. They want to be able to find another way of creating income without having to trade time for money, but they're not really sure what that is or what that would look like, which is why you need a mastermind. So if this is of interest, check out the link in the show notes and you can sign up for an interview. I already have a couple of really cool RDs signed up for the mastermind and I'm looking for just a couple more. So if this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, if you dig my energy, if you want the brains of other people helping you figure out what that next step is going to be in your business, this is going to be for you. So definitely check out the link in the bio and without further ado, Allegra Gast. She is a registered dietitian, international board-certified lactation consultant, and postpartum doula. She's passionate about empowering families and their nutrition and breastfeeding journeys. She's a male spouse, hey, hey, girl, I see you, and currently stationed outside of Destin, Florida. Allegra offers online courses, workshops, and virtual one-to-one counseling through her private practice, Aloha Nutrition, which she started when they were stationed in Hawaii. She has a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter and a three-month-old son. Let's listen in on my chat with Allegra Gast. Allegra, thank you so much for hopping on this podcast with me. I am super excited to learn a little bit more about you. Why don't you say hi to all of the good RDs out there? Yeah, hi. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for having me. And I'm super excited for this, super excited to share you know, some wisdom and talk to you about RD stuff. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, before we dive in too deep, let's learn the three most important questions about you. First off, What is your bucket list travel destination? So I would love to do a backpacking trip across South America, um, starting in Chile and going up to Brazil. Um, I did a backpacking trip when I was in um, college across Europe, but I would love to do South America. That sounds awesome. I really hope food would be involved too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 100%. (laughs) Okay. Well, Question number two, what is your favorite meal of all time? I think my favorite meal of all time, I love a good steak with sweet potato and a nice big salad. <laughs> okay. And then yeah. maybe the most important question of them all, coffee or cocktails? I think cocktail. I do enjoy a good cup of coffee, but I could definitely live without it. But a good <laughs> cocktail, I feel like it's a good cocktail. That's fair. Do you have a go-to? Um, I really love Moscow mules or sangrias. Ooh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we know basically everything about you, (laughs) let's dive a little bit more into your RD journey. I would love to know like how you got started in the field and kind of how that's shifted along the way. Cause I know we have so many different avenues that we can go to as an RD. Yeah. Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to work with food. I love food. And um, so I went to school to become a dietitian and I always thought I wanted to do sports nutrition. So I was working at a gym at the time and I was, you know, my long life dream was to work for some like NFL team and be their dietitian. 
But my first job after becoming an RD was working at WIC, Women, Infant, and Children. And I really just found this whole side of nutrition that was so important, you know, fostering that the new generation, healthy moms with their nutrition to create healthy babies. And it was also at WIC where I saw a lot of women struggling with breastfeeding. Um, So I then went back to school uh, while working at WIC to become a lactation consultant, an IVCLC lactation consultant. And I really wanted to focus on prenatal nutrition. But then after I had my baby, my first baby, I found that there was a huge gap in the postpartum period and postpartum nutrition and nutrition for recovery. And so now that's kind of been my focus and my passion is really helping moms for the postpartum period because I feel like there's a lot of support and information about the prenatal period, but not so much in the postpartum period. So that's something I'm really passionate about is helping families postpartum with breastfeeding and then helping moms regain their energy, feel better, and just recover from birth. (laughs) Totally. I feel like there's such a gap because like, yes, like growing a child like takes a lot out of you, no doubt. But then like you're still recovering, like you just said in the fourth Mm -hmm. trimester, and you're still having to take care of a little one. So I I think you're right. It really does feel like the moms in that space kind of get neglected a little bit. And that like Mm -hmm. mom exhaustion is just the norm, but it doesn't have to be. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I know I talked to so many moms and like my clients where they start adjusting their diet, you know, eating well, or at least just eating breakfast and eating balanced meals with lots of protein. And they feel so much better than the moms that are too busy taking care of their babies and aren't eating and they're not sleeping. And, you know, I always say there's a difference between being sleepy and like fatigue. I got hit by a bus. (laughs) I think there's a difference. And if we're always as parents feeling like we got hit by a bus, then something's not right. And we really need to take a look at, you know, our diet, our lab work, um, you know, looking at the root cause of things. So, but yeah, it's hard. Yeah, no doubt. I don't have kids. So like, I can't, I can't even fathom how, (laughs) how much that is like on top of running a business as an RD as well. So like, it seems as though you kind of found your, your calling earlier in your journey Mm -hmm. as an RD. Yeah. I, I found this passion before I even had kids. So, you know, I was a lactation consultant helping families with breastfeeding before I even had mine. Um, But, you know, it's the same with other dietitians and other professions. Like you help people with weight management or diabetes or, you know, oncology when you might've never gone through that. So, you know, just because you haven't been through it doesn't mean that you don't know the information. So, you know, we've learned it and, but now it's given me a different perspective having gone through it and seeing like, wow, yeah, the postpartum period, that sleep deprivation, they're waking up, they're the lack of support from family members and then trying to eat well with a clingy, needy baby. And (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And okay. So seeing it from both perspectives, I think like if I were a client of yours, I think I could relate better if you were going through it as well. So I I feel Mm -hmm. like that also adds like this next level for you being able to work with your clients as an RD. So, Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've already said that you've found, like you've found that to be the case as well. So are there any, I guess, tips out there that you have for other RDs in this same like transition? Maybe they are working with clients that 
like you said, maybe they haven't seen weight loss themselves, but they are working in the weight loss space or they're working with breastfeeding parents and they've never had kiddos. How, like, what was your mindset then that you were like, okay, I am still the expert, even though I haven't gone through it. I would love to know a little bit more about that side of it. I think definitely taking on their experiences and bringing it up with other families or other clients, like, you know, this worked for this client of mine or this worked for this mom. You could try this. I know it helped with this mom or this client of mine. So I think even if you can't give your own experience, you know, maybe share others, even bring what the research says. So whatever their question is, say, well, this research article proved this. So I don't think you have to have your own experience. I think it is helpful and it gives you a little more credibility and um, they can relate to you better. So I feel like just the rapport is a little bit better, but that doesn't mean that you have to have gone through it to be the expert and to help people. Totally. So I would love to know a little bit about your transition from working with clients at WIC because they're like your clients come to you. You're not necessarily seeking them out. So you had, I guess, testimonials and stories that you can share about different people's experiences in that sense. I would love to know about that transition into maybe perhaps using those testimonials when you were like started your private practice as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I always ask them questions, not just questions about like breastfeeding, but even just, you know, how is the family life going? How, how are you adjusting and just kind of really listening to them and just kind of, I guess, taking that information and then just applying to it afterwards um, in my private practice. So I got a lot of those testimonials and a lot of those stories when I worked at WIC because I was seeing a larger caseload than when I was in private practice when I started. So I think just being in the field, you know, if you want to go private practice, I think it is helpful to actually work in the industry first. I know some dietitians will right out of college, right after passing their exam, they'll go straight to starting private practice. And I think that's fine. But I think it is also helpful to actually work in the space so that you can grab those testimonials, really talk to a lot of people and help them and just even build your self-efficacy like you're uh, like you know what you're doing because you've helped these people before you go into private practice at least that was just my case I know there's a lot of successful dietitians that went straight to private practice after getting their RD but for me it was helpful to have all those stories and then use that in my private practice. Yeah, no doubt. I feel like that probably also helps with like the imposter syndrome aspect of it because Mm -hmm. you've seen results with people already while it may not be in your private practice directly. Like, you know, that you've seen people and that you've helped them. So I feel like from an, oh my gosh, can I do this perspective? That can be really helpful as well. Just having those, having that behind you. Yeah. Okay. So You've worked in the industry, like working for a company, you've transitioned into private practice. Are there any like nuggets of wisdom that either you want to share about the nutrition side of things or the business side of things that, that you'd like to help inspire maybe some other RDs as well? So I'll address both (laughs) for the nutrition (laughs) side. I think really just doing your continuing education, you know, nutrition is always changing. Guidelines are always changing. 
you know, that was kind of the big thing that I felt WIC didn't do a good job with is they were really providing outdated information, you know, tried to stay up to date and talk to other professionals, you know, because nutrition is so broad, there's so many different opinions as well. And it really does seem like research is always contradicting itself. So, you know, try to do the best you can try to find what is working, what kind of success you're finding with your clients. So yeah, just kind of stay up to date with the nutrition side as best as you can. It's always changing. And then also for the business side, I think really just collaborate with one another. I think we feel like there's this whole competition, but there's so many people that we need to help and it's not about it's not a competition. I think we can really collaborate and work together. So even if you have people doing the same thing you're doing, you know, try to you know, still work together. Maybe you guys can create something like a course or I don't know, whatever you want to do that is going to help more people because you guys are working together. Also, I think stand your ground as a dietitian. I feel like a lot of people not necessarily look down on RDs, but maybe don't take us seriously, but we are the expert in the nutrition realm. Work collaboratively, but also charge your worth, stand your ground as an RD. Don't cut yourself short. Girl, there were so many nuggets of wisdom in that. Let's unpack that real quick. Okay. So (laughs) I think, I think it's really important that you said collaborate with other people who are in the field, like yes, dietitians, but also like other professionals. So like that can be a doc. Maybe that's like a Mm -hmm. holistic professional to kind of just get a different, just a different point of view. I think we're really missing places where we can collaborate with like acupuncturists or like mm-hmm. perhaps even yeah chi- oh my gosh yes chiropractors a hundred percent and docs of like just kind of with a little bit more of an alternative mindset I think that that's a really that's a space where dietitians don't necessarily go but in the past I've collabed with two chiropractors and their clients see so like see more significant results when they're approaching it from a nutrition perspective and they're getting like realignment as well. So Mm -hmm. I, I completely agree. Those types of collaborations, whether they're like referral based or like maybe monetarily Mm -hmm. referral based, or even if you just, I mean, even if you just talk to a chiropractor in your area, like there is so much opportunity for collaboration. I completely agree. Yeah. That's, I think what's been very successful, helpful with my business is collaborating you know, who are the doulas in the area, the OBGYNs, the chiropractors, the midwives, you know, at least for my niche. So totally, who are those professionals in your area? Um, and when I first started off my, with my private practice, I made job to, for every week to meet up for coffee with a new professional and just, you know, how can we work together? How can I help you? And how can you help me? How can we send each other referrals? Um, And I think that was really helpful is just kind of getting to know who's in your area, meet up for coffee, get that face-to-face connection. I think a lot of times we just get our business cards and brochures and drop them off at the different offices. But if you can really, you know, meet them and shake their hand and really get to know them and see what they do. I think that's a lot better for your practice. Girl, I could not agree more. So I think you and I are in a very similar boat. I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but we're actually both mill spouses, meaning that we've Mm -hmm. had to move our business at least once, if not more. So 
that I've found, I've moved my business three times now, and that I've Mm. found every time has been like monumental in gaining business quickly and like making relationships with people quickly is that face-to-face time. It's so essential. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, I've moved mine once. So just as mine was getting up and going in Hawaii, um, I, you know, just started seeing more clients, things were picking up, and then we moved. (laughs) So then we moved to Florida, and I was basically starting from scratch. So it's kind of been hard, but that's kind of why I've taken my business more virtual. And in a way, COVID kind of helped with that because things did go more virtual. So it was kind of like that normalized and insurance started taking virtual consults or virtual appointments. So um, if you're a military spouse, I do try to encourage, you know, trying to find a way to keep your business going no matter how many times you're moving. But yeah, Yeah, I I completely agree. I'm overseas now and... That that was, I mean, in part COVID, but also like I knew that virtual needed to be the next step. So I love that you were able to pivot in that way too. And whether you are a mill spouse and you're moving all the time, or you just want flexibility in your life as a solopreneur or entrepreneur, I think virtual is a little bit more accepted now, especially with COVID, uh, whether it be like with within the insurance world or just like with patients being comfortable to see you virtually as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. I'm trying to think of what else we needed to unpack from all of that nugget of wisdom. <laughs> Continuing education or yes. collaboration. Oh my gosh. Continuing education. I think, I think you're right. That is key. And like not necessarily sticking within your niche for that, right? Like mm. there's so many opportunities for continuing education. Like if you are, let's just say, if you're still in like the clinical world as an RD, learn something outside of clinical, right? Like just because that's your day to day doesn't mean that you might not find something interesting outside of that world. So I think CEUs are a really fun way to like learn something new that's not within your niche at all. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's an hour of your time, maybe two hours of your time, right? Yeah. Do it while you're driving, use it like as a podcast, listen to this podcast and then listen to a continuing education unit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I completely agree. And then I know you mentioned lastly collaboration. And since that is the theme of this podcast, (laughs) I would love to know, I mean, it sounds like you've collaborated with a lot of different professionals around your physical area, but I would love to know Mm -hmm. how you've done that a little bit more on social media within the past year, year and a half. Um, I'm very active on Instagram. My handle's aloha.nutrition. And I guess just through hashtags or, you know, where Instagram shares like other accounts, it suggests other accounts. I've been able to meet, I mean, virtually on Instagram, (laughs) a lot of other dietitians and lactation consultants with similar similar niches. And we have like a page, we have um, like a messaging board on Instagram, what's called like DMs (laughs) um, with a bunch of us. And we'll just like kind of brainstorm there. If we have a client that's a little difficult, like we're not sure, we'll brainstorm, use it kind of like a mastermind. There's so many families out there. So we definitely don't feel like it's a competition at all. We're very helpful to each other, you know, sharing what worked with us, what tips we would recommend. So Definitely finding other RDs on Instagram in the virtual world is very helpful. 
So yeah, just kind of like even getting tagged in stories, maybe someone will shout my name out along with a couple other dietitians, and then I'll click on their accounts, kind of see what they're about, maybe message them and say like, Hey, I found this post really helpful. Yeah. I want to collaborate, do an Instagram live, do an Instagram takeover. So yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I love that you have created like the the thread in the DMs on Instagram. Yeah. I feel like that's a really unique way because you can be in so many different places, right? Like a lot of the times people move that conversation to Facebook and then it kind of just gets mm-hmm. lost in Facebook groups. But I love that it's so accessible because I use Instagram the most as well. So that's a really cool way to keep that like running conversation going. And especially with people in your niche, having that abundance mindset rather than no, these are all my clients and I want all of them, but really sharing that mindset. I love it. Yeah, no, it's been really helpful because I agree you're like on Facebook and then Instagram and then email and Google Docs and so much. um, So if you can just focus in one area and try to make it work. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's really cool. And I love, I love that you're saying like when people tag on Instagram, like tagging in stories isn't probably done as much as it should be or like reposting Mm -hmm. someone else's post when you find it to be really helpful. So I think as RDs, we can lift each other up by just doing Uh that. Like if you're following an RD that you love and you love that post, what is it to put like to put the little send button, put it in your stories and be like, OMG, this was awesome. You should follow this person. (laughs) Right. I think as a collective, like we need to start doing that more because that's the way we're going to lift each other up a hundred percent. I'm so happy that you mentioned that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's such an easy way to get your name out there too. Like I've really grown my Instagram account just from doing that, just from doing Instagram lives, Instagram takeovers and shouting people out. If I see a really great post, I'll either reshare it into my stories or remake the post and just say like, you need to follow this person. She's a wealth of wisdom, you know? Yeah. Guys, we are here to lift each other up. That is what this podcast is about. And that's what like collabing with other RDs on social media should a hundred percent be about as well. So yeah. Yeah. This was fantastic, Allegra. I'm so happy that you were here and you've shared all of this knowledge. Would you be down to collaborate with the RDs who are listening? And if so, how? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I would love to. Um, You can find me on Instagram, aloha.nutrition. I'm also on Facebook a little bit and some of those um, like RDs and private practice um, Facebook groups. Um, But yeah, I'd love to collaborate. Love to meet you. Sweet. Uh, are there any RDs or any specific niches that you'd be down to collab with at this point? Um, I think functional medicine, functional nutrition. I'm really kind of finding an interest in that. Also, I've, you know, even though I'm working more with pregnant and postpartum, I still have that love for sports nutrition. So even, you know, working with a sports dietitian to create something for postpartum women, you know, I think also just finding other lactation consultant dietitians is always nice. Really, every niche, I mean, I don't know, uh, even like diabetes, because I see a lot of gestational diabetes. I'm not, totally. you know, that's not my area of expertise, but I'd love to collaborate with you on that. Cool. Yeah. See, so you guys, <laughs> there's a whole world out there. Like, even though you think you're so far off from another niche, there's so many ways that yeah. we overlap in some way, shape or form and so much that we can learn from each other as well. So mm-hmm. with that, yeah. 
Allegra, it's been a <laughs> pleasure. Thank you so much. And until next time. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Before I forget, Allegra wanted to mention that she has an affiliate program for RDs. So here it is. I have a discount to promo code for any of my courses and workshops that I have on my website. You can use the promo code BREASTFRIENDS and it'll get you 15% off uh, my courses. So my courses are Breastfeeding 101. I have a how to prepare for the postpartum period meal plan. Um, I have, you know, conquering the postpartum period with nutrition, how to use nutrition as like your medicine and your energy. Um, and then I also provide or offer a baby led weaning workshop, which is for six month old babies learning how to feed themselves whole foods instead of purees. So that's pretty popular. And I do have an affiliate program too. So if you're working with moms too, and you'd like to, you know, instead of reinventing the wheel, you can make a commission off of just recommending my courses. So um, you can get up to 40%. So pretty good affiliate program. So I hope that was entertaining while you guys were washing dishes. Again, just assuming that that's what you're doing. But let's take a quick wrap up because I feel like she had such good information and I want to be able to recap that for you guys. Even if you haven't personally experienced what your clients have gone through, you can totally still be relatable by giving testimonials and experiences of your other clients' successes. Stand your ground as an RD. We are the experts in the nutrition realm. Use IGDMs to create a mastermind of RDs with your niche. And fun fact, since recording this episode with Allegra, I have done that. I've created an RD-specific thread, and I'm using it with RDs in the culinary world, and it's been awesome. So if you haven't done that already, highly recommend doing it. It's just an easy way to stay connected because I feel like most people are probably on Instagram versus all of those other social media apps. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope that this podcast has inspired you to connect and collab with fellow RDs. We have so much that we can learn from each other. So if that's the case, be sure to share this episode with a friend. And if you loved it, I would really appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts. Because the show is new, it really helps out a lot. And as always, sending you all the good vibes. We'll chat next week when I have Sunoy Escobar, also an RD, on the show. Ciao.